When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And I'm Ryan Zook. The Michigan basketball teams are both in the heart of Big Ten play. The men have a lot of work to do to get into the NCAA tournament conversation. The women remain Big Ten title contenders. And the Michigan hockey team has been inconsistent of late. We discuss it all and more on Wolverine Confidential. All right, Ryan, good to be talking with you here uh, January 19th, a Thursday morning. Uh, you know, we we don't need air, and we're talking hoops and hockey. That guy's yeah. got a one-track <laughs> mind. Yeah, uh, no, plenty, plenty yeah. to talk about a football, but we'll we'll wait till he gets back because that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, let's start with men's basketball uh, or basketball in general. Both both teams play tonight, Thursday. Uh, the men are ten and seven, four and two in the Big Ten uh, after a win over Northwestern uh, this past weekend. They visit. Maryland tonight, Thursday, and host Minnesota on Sunday. Honestly, like how how where do you how do you go into a game and I mean not know what to expect from this team at this point? I mean it's literally the Jekyll and Hyde Wolverines. I feel like this season so far, it really is. I think it just a lot to do with their youth. I mean they they start um, you know two freshmen and then a sophomore who didn't play too much last year. Um, you know, bring another freshman off the bench now as part of a key rotation piece. Um, but you know, you do have you do have a couple of juniors in that lineup, and and one guy, Hunter Dickinson, who's, who's just you know been the the key player on this team for years now. So it, it's hard to say. I think like in the end, they're going to regret these losses that you know they could have could have had, unless they somehow can flip some of these future games into wins. Which I, I just I don't I don't think I don't see them getting drastically better. I think they'll just kind of, you know, stay the course, you know, win some of these games, especially at home, lose some, especially on the road. And in the end, it'll shake out to, you know, a record that's possibly not good enough for an NCAA tournament bid, but would have been, you know, if they held on against Virginia or Kentucky or North Carolina, Central Michigan, Iowa, like these are close losses that um, could potentially, uh, you know, haunt them going forward. But We'll see. This Maryland team is, has been struggling lately. They're they're a little, you know, they've got some some issues too with their personnel. So um, this wouldn't be surprised. It seems like every Big Ten game, like the home team is favored by like two, three, or four points. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes for Michigan tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, I you I have a hard time believing that's going to be another like thirty point game, thirty something point game like the like the first game was in in this series this year. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, January one. You know, some Michigan football fans maybe a little hungover in more ways than one <laughs> after that that football game on the thirty first. Uh, and yeah, Michigan coming off the loss to Central Michigan uh, started the game seventeen nothing against Maryland, and and it just kept getting better. They won by thirty five points in a, in a conference game. Um, and this isn't a Maryland team that's like you know going to go like winless like you see in in some of these conferences now and then. Like it was it was very very impressive. Uh, and yeah, Hunter Dickinson said afterwards, like, yeah, we played like a team that had just lost to Central Michigan. So, um, no, I actually, I did a little, a little research on this. Like, you know, when the home team wins the first matchup in conference play, like they still have a, you know, losing record by, by a pretty good number in, uh, in the rematch on the road. Um, and even when it's like a blowout, um, it's that, that still holds. Um, so like, you can't just read too much into just that one game, but, um, you know, Dickinson has had some great games against Maryland. He's one of three, uh, guys from the DMV area. Um, he in particular kind of took offense to Maryland. He felt like they didn't recruit him hard enough. Um, again, like we're now two coaches past that, you know, they had an interim <laughs> coach like last year and now they've got a completely new coach who, who just, I mean, he was asked about it yesterday, his press conference. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but he sure played angry against us last time. So um, yeah, he, Terrence Williams and, and then Doug McDaniel, all kind of a, a homecoming of sorts tonight. Maryland did not want the big Dickinson energy, I guess, man. I, don't yeah, know. I mean, the thing is they kind of <laughs> did, it sounds like, but he just, I don't know. He felt like they didn't recruit him hard enough or whatever. And, he kind of he said it was like all of Demathis entire school, a program that's you know produced a lot of college players. Um, he felt like they didn't they didn't make the trip down the street to to look at their players quite strongly enough. Um, and whatever, hey, whatever motivation you can you can find, um, he absolutely torched them in the game there uh, his freshman year. Michigan didn't go there last year, so this will be his first time playing there with fans. And you know he he in particular kind of embraces those environments. So it uh, should be an entertaining game. Yeah. With that said, and with that stat you brought up, I, I kind of want to put you on the spot here. What What's your prediction for the game then? It's tough. I mean, I, I pretty much go with, with the home team in these big 10 games, but I, I do like Michigan here. I just, I do think it is a good matchup for them. Um, it doesn't seem like Maryland, uh, yeah, just matches up particularly well with with Michigan. I don't think they have like enough, uh, you know, offensive firepower this year. Um, it'll be much closer than than the game in Ann Arbor. But I think I think Michigan can get some going here. Beat Northwestern on Sunday. Uh, I, I think they can get tonight's game, then come home and play. Uh, uh, you know, a Minnesota team that's struggling at home. Um, yeah, and then because then then it starts to get a little tougher. You know, Purdue, uh, Penn State, and Northwestern on the road. It, it picks up a little bit. Uh, you know, after that. So this would be this would be an important one for sure. Any any road game is considered a steal in this conference, um, and I think this is an opportunity for Michigan to get one tonight. Well, most definitely. All right, let, let's talk a little Terrace Reed Jr. I mean, 20, 20 minutes against Iowa, 18 minutes against Northwestern. I mean, he's not scoring a ton, just two and six points in those games, but I mean, he was three of three against Northwestern. Are, are, are we on the verge of seeing more of him moving forward, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of by need. I mean, against Iowa, um, that power forward spot was was a struggle for Michigan. That's where Terrence Williams starts. Um, they couldn't stop Chris Murray, so they threw Terrace Reed out there on him. And, you know, <laughs> Phil Martelli had a funny line about, like, you know, 
he thought Murray maybe was like shocked to see you're putting a freshman that doesn't play all that much like on me in this spot. And it's like, well, man, no one else is getting the job done. So so why not? Like at the very least, he he brings size. Um, you know, he's every bit 6'10", 260. Uh, he, he looks bigger. That's what everyone says who who sees him on, on TV or at a game for the first time. Um, so, you know, and he, he moves his feet well. He's a shot blocking presence. But it kind of reminds me of last year's then Michigan team where, when Musa Diabate is on the floor with Hunter Dickinson. And now you've got, you know, one completely non-shooting threat in in Reed and Diabate. You know, Dickinson can occasionally shoot the three, but that's not, you know, his strength. So it kind of it creates some spacing issues on the floor. Um, but you, you, you got the trade off. It's, it's good defense. It's a guy who can rebound. Uh, he can you know, catch lobs and, and, and set screens. If he, if he keeps his feet still, he's had more moving screens than probably anyone in the country this year. But, uh, yeah, he, he gives them, he gives them a, a, a different look at that position. They prefer Terrence Williams to just play better. Um, cause he is a, he is a more of a scoring threat, um, a little more versatile defender against, you know, more mobile players, um, in theory. Uh, so yeah, but they've been trying Reed. they've been trying Will Cheddar a little bit at that spot. Um, so they're still trying to, trying to figure out the, the best mix. They, the other guys have been a little more steady, but that's a spot they're looking for, you know, a yeah, little they're, more. They're going to need more production there. If they're going to kind of go on a run here in the second half and they need it. Cause like you said, right now, I mean, they're not, they wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament field, right? No, they're not. I no, mean, they're not yeah. projected there. They're not in like the, you know, first team out next right. four out there. But, but again, there's so many opportunities to get in that mix. So it's like. It's not too early to talk about it, but it it's it's they just have so many. You, you just can't predict how these games are going to go. So many of them, you know, if you look at like their Ken Palm schedule, what's what's projected. You know, tonight's a a three point loss. Um, you know, they've got losses by like five, three, but they've got wins by one, one, uh, two. Like it, so many of these games right now, at least, are viewed as like toss ups that. Um, it'll all, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, the, the women, meanwhile, they're, they're firmly in the field as of now they're viewed as like a three seed, which they, they were last year, 15 and three overall five and two in the big 10 after a win over Michigan state this past weekend, they're number 14 in the country and they're at Rutgers tonight and they host number six, Indiana on Monday. That'll be, that'll be a really big game at Chrysler. I would think maybe third game in a row that they, they kind of fill up that place. Uh, very impressive, uh, you know first half of the season so far for the Michigan women. Yeah. And, and, and a really, really dominant big 10 too this year. I mean, you look at the standings, I mean, Ohio state's undefeated overall, Indiana seven one in the conference, Iowa, who Michigan just lost to recently seven and one in the conference and Michigan's right there at five and two. So uh, yeah, I mean, we, we thought that Nas Hillman would uh, her departure would kind of maybe set the program back a little bit. And it's just been they continue to hum and it's been really impressive what Kim, Kim Barnes Rico has been able to do with this program. Yeah, they've proved they are a program and not just not just one player. And, you know, the balance that was on display against Michigan State has just been, you know, is indicative of what they've done, you know, really the last the last month or so. They kind of leaned on Emily Kaiser against in the non-conference. Some of those teams just didn't have a post player capable of hanging with her. But in the Big Ten, they do. So they've kind of spread it around. But, you know, right now, three players, uh, Kaiser, Layla Filia and Leah Brown, all between 16 and 17.2 points per game. Uh, and then you're getting production up and down the lineup. It's not the same players every night either. I mean, it's, you know, Greta Camp Schrader, the, the transfer from from Oregon State has produced uh, Jordan Hobbs lately, uh, Ari Wiggins lately, uh, Kyra Evans a little bit before that. Um, you know, Alyssa Crockett has come off the bench and been a, a three point threat. 
um, you know, at least stuck giving them some good minutes, like, you know, nine or 10 players. Um, and you don't know who the seven or eight are going to be, you know, on every given night. Um, you know, you'd expect that bench to shrink as we, we get more into big 10 play and eventually postseason play, but not necessarily. Um, you know, if, if people are producing, then you can kind of play the matchups and, uh, foul troubles in as much as a, co- a concern and fatigue and things like that. So, um, yeah, they've been, they've been very good and they, uh, you know, they, this was another chance for them to get a road win at, at Rutgers that's struggling a bit. And then, um, like I said, the big showdown with uh, with Indiana on Monday night, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Um, at Chrysler. Uh, tonight's game is on Big Ten Network, by the way. The men are on ESPN. Uh, 7 o'clock tip for the men, 8.30 for the women. So uh, you, can, you can watch most of both, I suppose. Uh, we said we we're talking hockey, so let's do it. Um, they're 13-8-1. Overall, five and seven in the Big Ten, but they're eighth in pairwise, uh, which, yep, yep. I don't need you to tell me that pairwise ranking. Zoo. I, I got it. Uh, I guess, yeah, kind of first thing would be ex- explain that to me how, you know, that record doesn't scream eighth in the country, but I have to imagine it's just, you know, strength of schedule plays a big factor there. Yeah, they've played. I mean, the, the Big Ten's really good again this year, and and their non conference schedule is really good. So they've been they've been challenged throughout the season. I mean, their non conference play included Western Michigan, Boston University, and uh, and Harvard. So all all top teams. So um, yeah, they're it's for a, a team that is has eleven freshmen. Um, they're kind of been thrown in the fire, and and they started off really hot. And I think because they started off so well that might have inflated in expectations for this group this year. I mean, cause they lost a ton of talent from, from last year. I mean, if you look at like Owen powers, almost playing 25 minutes a night in the NHL right now, Maddie Beniers is an all-star. Um, the, uh, some of the other guys are Kent Johnson's playing, playing big minutes for the Columbus blue Jackets. So uh, the, a lot of these guys are already in the NHL contributing and, and the guys that, uh, that aren't in the NHL right now are, are playing uh, big minutes in, in the AHL. So they lost a lot of pro talent, had to restock, have a new coach, and they're still a top, a top 10 team in the country. Now, they didn't exactly play like that uh, this this weekend, especially on, on Friday. I mean, they hadn't played a regular season game in over a month. They had six guys returning from the World Junior Championship. And I mean, that to be honest, that might have been the worst game I've seen Michigan play since I've been on the, the Wolverines beat since I joined MLive in 2016. I mean, they were dominated from start to finish. Uh, I mean, Ohio State was turning them over. I mean, just going north to south in transition, on man rushes, uh, to second chance, third chance opportunities. It was just a disaster. Um, it was it was probably it, it could have been ten to two to be honest. Um, final score ended up being seven to two, and it's like, well, maybe maybe this team uh, isn't isn't as good as we thought, and they come back out on Saturday and earn a four to two win. Um, to to earn the split, so it's it's tough to get a read on this team. I mean, that first game when you're off for a month, yeah, you're you're it's you're you're gonna have to shake off a little bit of a rust. But pretty impressed with the response against a really good Ohio State team. I did not realize Ohio State was as deep as they are, as fast as they are, as structured as they are. I mean, they got great goaltending, guys that could put the puck in the net, um, and 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 a bunch of lines that that just come at you and attack in waves. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ohio State in in making the Frozen Four run this year and, and a pretty big split there for the Wolverines to to get at least uh, three points out, out of the weekend. Yeah, I was looking, you know, these these two game series that they play, they played six in the Big Ten so far, and they they split five of them. I mean, swept by Minnesota, but otherwise 
a, a split. Um, so yeah, this this weekend they you know they they uh, they play first place Minnesota. Uh, I looked at where that game was earlier. Now I've forgotten. I think it's it's at Minnesota. Yes, it's, we have both games at Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Friday and and, and Saturday night. Um, yeah, what are, what are you looking for in in, in that matchup? Yeah, I mean, so at this point, I mean, Minnesota is running away with the Big Ten. I mean, it's still the second half of the year, uh, but with Michigan being below five hundred in the in the conference right now, I don't see them making a run to, to at least win a regular season title. But you you got to show you can compete. I mean, this is I mean, Minnesota last year was it was Michigan and Minnesota that, that were the top teams all all year. They played for the Big Ten tournament championship, which Michigan won at Minnesota on the road. Obviously, a completely different team this year, but you got to continue to build off these performances, and, and they got to start playing better on Friday nights, the first game of series. Uh, I think they were like one in four in the last five series openers, something like that. I mean, they just have not they they started out slowly on, on these weekend series, and they need to find a way to kind of find their legs right away and, and kind of take it to the opponent right away because that really hasn't been happening. And Minnesota's going to be a tough test. I mean, they that they're, they might have the top line in the in the country, and a lot of them just played with some Michigan players at, for Team USA at the, the World Junior Championships. I know Jimmy Snuggerud and uh, Logan Cooley um, played with uh, five Michigan guys for Team USA. And, and um, so it's uh, they have a lot of familiarity with each other. Um, they always seem to play some. Uh, I mean, and the, when they met earlier this year, Michigan was very shorthanded. That was when they had the the out the illness on the team, so they were they didn't have a lot of their top guys. They're pretty much back to full strength. They're still dealing with some injuries and stuff like that, but they have Adam Fantilli back. They have all their World Junior guys back, so both teams should be pretty close to full strength for this weekend. All right, so a lot of a lot of uh, winter sports action on this weekend that we'll be covering on MLive.com slash Wolverines uh wanted to at least mention that you know there was there is a football story making you know headlines and that is um you know a, assistant coach quarterbacks coach and um you know co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss uh currently placed on leave uh you know due to a police investigation I mean this is one that I've been hearing from people that aren't even necessarily you know Michigan football fans just because they're, they're they're seeing the headlines and it's it's kind of bizarre when you just uh, computer access crimes. Maybe bizarre is not the right word. It's just unusual, I guess. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know what that is. I know the first thing uh, I did when I saw that, you know, um, saw the news was was Google that and see what that Same was. Same boat here, yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, it runs the gamut as far as, you know, what it, what it could be from things that are, um, I don't want to say harmless, but crimes that are certainly less less serious and less disturbing in nature than than others. I mean, it, it goes up to some some things that would be that would be really bad. So um, I don't know. We don't we don't know too much about this yet. We just know he's on leave. There's a police investigation, and uh, you know we'll continue to have you know, coverage of that. Yeah, I mean it's a huge story, and it's just an ongoing saga now of a, an eventful off season for for Michigan. And it's like it's when you think they get ahead of something, and with the hardball news of him coming back, and they can start go, returning to status quo, and then this comes up, and then the the NCAA investigation. And I mean, it's just one thing after another. And yeah, this, yeah, it's too early to tell how severe this could be, but anytime that a, a judge approves a search warrant and you get your house searched, I mean, that's, that's kind of a big deal. So it, it will be interesting to see what happens from this, but again, not, not a great look for, for the program. Gotcha. Yeah. And then yes, continue to have this, uh, 
uh, you know, Harbaugh's back, but the investigation, you know, is into to him and his program is is ongoing. And you know, there's been more headlines about that that he's you know saying he didn't lie to investigators. Um, you know, doubling down on, on, I guess, what, you know, whatever his, um, you know, defense is for why a potential violation might have been um, committed. So, uh, yes, again, stay tuned for for more coverage of that. Uh, but we've got it all on MLive.com slash Wolverines and here on the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thanks for listening.